Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, heavy do it. We had a very but let's go ahead, Terrace Terrace, and let's go to the head of the pit. Hello. Filthy. These, the little, the small English cucumbers from Trader Joe's. Listen, I know I shouldn't have to plug cucumbers on the podcast. That's kind of weird. However, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to do it. Don't worry. Okay. They're, oh my God, they're so good. Classic Trader Joe's, they come in way too much packaging, mm. but they are the crunch that we all need. <laughs> and they're cucumbers, so they're like they full like, of water. Are they like pickled? No, but they taste like a pickle if you took away the pickled part. You sound far away. Is that just me? I don't know. Is it just you? Sounds a bit better now. Okay. Um, Turn the game up like a little. I don't know which way is up, to be fair. How's that sound? Good. Okay, cool. Um, No, these these cucumbers. Okay, so they're like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like regular cucumbers are like waxy on the outside mm. and then like slimy on the inside. Mm-hmm. And these are crunchy on both fronts. I love that. Okay. Okay. And also they're obviously like full of water. Yes. They are the greatest snack for when you're blazed out of your mind because they hydrate you. Oh. And you, they get that like crunch factor that you want from like chips or something. Yeah. But they're cucumbers. Maybe so, dip it in hummus. Uh, Baby girl, what do you think I have right no here? No way. Oh my God. Everyone look. Why am I doing Everyone it? look. <laughs> it's spicy hummus from Prater Juice. Oh, speaking of. Yep. What was that? Speaking of projects, um, I. We have a Patreon. Speaking put, of projects. Put these shelves up. Look at these. Oh. And there's another, and there's more like to, next to them. So it's like two. Shelves under our window up there, and I'm gonna fill it with plants. I'm Good. very excited. Um, yeah. We're so speaking, speaking of, of other, other projects, yeah. Okay. Um, welcome to Two Girls My Brain Cell. <laughs> that one over there Hi. in South South Culver City is Nicholas G Curl of Nicholas, Nicholas G Curl, G. Curl photo dot com at gmail dot com dot edu dot org dot gov dot uk dot net backslash <laughs> policy dot icarly. Um, <laughs> if you need to get a hold of us, you can reach either of us at, at brainsellgirls at icarly at brainsellgirls at icarly.com. So this is Two Girls, One Brain Cell. It's a comedy podcast where two preschool acquaintances get to know each other in their 20s. That's our rebrand, guys. And we're actually really proud of it. We're really proud of the idea. It came to us. It, oh, my God. This shot is just me and Ryan's bikes. <laughs> do it with the plant posters behind you i thank you nick you're welcome i'm a cinematographer <laughs> with the plant post and the dyson vacuum okay let's go dyson um dyson vacuum dyson. you know it's been one month and one day <laughs> no since we last since left the, each other since the tesla supercharger <laughs> girl it feels like it simultaneously feels like two years and yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the wounds are still not fully healed. Those are some open wounds. Yes. Oh. I can still smell you eating ham in the Tesla. I haven't recovered. Mm, I can also still smell that, unfortunately. 
There is nothing quite like jumping into your friend's new Tesla and he's got a paper plate with three slices of Christmas ham. And that's Honey a real situation ham that I sent all the way from North Carolina. <laughs> Every time it just like couldn't pop. Oh, this works so much better. Okay. You figured it out? Yeah, I made it Incredible. make way more sense. Incredible. Okay. I'm like, so there's two bef- angles. Before, <laughs> before we like really start to get into it, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right. We just want to tell you to rate and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, rating us five stars really helps us. Writing a review really helps. And once again, the most underrated but helpful thing you can do is tell people about it. If everyone listening to this right now told like a hundred people no. <laughs> no, if ever, if everyone listening told like three or five people, it would help us so immensely. Sharing our posts on social media, tagging us, anything like that. Um, getting out the word, all right? Pretend you're a Jehovah's Witness. On I was just, I was literally just going to say. Our brain. I, I Pretend you're encourage. a Jehovah's Witness, like, and she has, she. <laughs> Pretend you're a Jehovah's Witness who has like, one day to live unless you convert like five people, okay? Or else Jehovah's going to Convert your friends you. and family. Jehovah. Convert <laughs> your friends and family to the Brain Cell Girls cult. Yes. Please. Yeah. So we also we just have need Patreon. To... We also so have a Patreon. Want, if you want more of this, if this isn't enough, Nick and Clare, <laughs> then go ahead and head over to braincellgirls.com slash Patreon, patreon.com slash braincellgirls. It's one of those two. Both I of those are valid links. Um, on our on our website, we have a Patreon page that explains what it is, and that links to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash girls. We currently have nine? Yeah, we currently have nine patrons, which is so exciting. <laughs> Thank you to all of them. You'll hear um, the immortalized patrons <laughs> who've pledged $4.20 a month uh, at the end of the episode. Um, we and we have a new one as of today. Without them. We do have a new one. Um, we'll, and yeah, his name will be uh, in the end of this episode. Right at the so end. Make sure to listen. <laughs> and yeah, uh, all money. Maybe now's a good time. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all money made from the podcast through Patreon, whatever, goes directly back into the podcast. So whether it's upgrading any gear or getting Clare a new laptop... Um, getting Clare into therapy, um, getting Clare into a new apartment that doesn't have mold, getting Clare to Los Angeles. It all goes right back into the podcast, is what we're saying. Getting Clare a vlog camera, getting Clare a tripod, getting Clare um, someone to teach her how to edit a vlog together. Mm-hmm. I really all just very keep recording things. clips. And I'm like, yeah. I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> We also want to say hello to all of our new subscribers and listeners who are here after our episode with Lindsay, uh, episode 20 last week, which was so much fun. Thank you again to Lindsay for coming on. It was a big blast. And yeah, we're Lindsay, happy I to am have in you love here. with you. We, same. Um, just a genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> what a lovely genuinely experience. A, a lovely person. Like, <laughs> truly. <laughs> When she Truly. said on the podcast, she's like, well, I mean, I hope I'm the same online as I am in person. Saying this to someone who's known her for, Jesus, like four and a half years. She's the same. It's very lovely. Yes. Um, she's more genuine than I am. She's lovely. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say. 
she's lovely. The experience recording it was lovely. Like, mm-hmm. talking to her since has been really lovely. I've been, like, on cloud nine since we recorded <laughs> and then released that. It's just yeah. been, like, it was warm, a, fuzzy feelings yeah. ever It since. was a great discussion, too. Like, I, I like, learned a lot about her. Not in the sense of, like, oh, her favorite color is this. But, like, just, I feel like I What's got favorite to know color, her Nick? more, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um. <laughs> I think it's red or green. It's either, like, a Lindsay forest right green in. or, like, a maroony, purpley red. One of those two, because she uses those we colors our, fairly like, consistently in her videos. <laughs> we had a like pop of cherry red phase mm. at like the mm-hmm. same time. Mm. So Your I know it like maybe was our brains. Truly. I know it's almost like also we, 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 we need to trends. applaud Claray for finally getting to one thousand followers on Instagram. Girl, I got to one thousand two yesterday, and then two people unfollowed me. I'm back to one thousand. What a fucking asshole. Are you serious? I need people to start signing contracts when they follow me. You're legally bound to stay a follower until I say you can leave. You need to ask permission. You need a letter of recommendation to get out. Like, I one oh my God. Okay, one time in high school. I also want to congratulate girl. myself for getting to 458 followers on Instagram. Um. Hell yeah. There was a time in high school where I had this girl would, like, every three months, she wouldn't follow me, but she would go through my page and like every single thing I had posted and, like, comment. She would, like, engage and, like, be really nice. And I was like, but you won't follow me? So I made my account private and trapped her. Did she follow? Yeah. And she's been a follower ever since. Damn right she is. But I had to trap her. (laughs) And I remember telling well, my friends. Yeah, I also, like, I recently went public with my page because I was like, why? I'm like, who am I private for? Like, what am I trying to hide? Trying to hide the fact that you don't have an anti-aesthetic. I know. We can't all be yeah, hip and cool. No, that like. I'm like a full-on visco girl with my hydro flask and my like oversized t-shirts. What? No, literally, I went, pub- I went public full transparency. I went public because I was like, mm, we have an episode with Lindsay coming out. Like, people are probably going to want to check out my page or just be curious. So I'll just make it public. And then I literally went through every post I ever made to see if it was anything problematic in the past four years. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want Lindsay to get canceled for associating with us. <laughs> Imagine if Lindsay got canceled because you use filters on your Instagram. That would be valid. She like comes out with a statement. She's like, hey guys, um, so most She's of like, you I do not associate seen... with him. Most of you have probably seen Nick's highly edited Visco posts. Um, it's disgusting, <laughs> and I won't stand for it. And in fact, I think you should all bully him. Yeah, and she would be um, correct, no. and I would deserve it. Okay. I think Nick should be bullied more. I, yeah, I don't think I've I think he had a nice that. break from it for a little while, and I think we should really bring back that, like, sixth grade energy. Oh, my God. I think now's maybe a good time to plug the fact that I, I'm going to stop saying I think, I'm starting a YouTube channel. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about this. I've wanted to for a really long time. Um, Kind of. I didn't really go super in depth with it in the Lindsay episode, but genuinely I spent like all of my sophomore and junior year of high school watching people my age with YouTube channels. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I wish I was doing that. That looks fun. I wish I was doing that. That looks fun. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't have the energy 
I don't have the time. I'm too depressed. My parents aren't going to buy me a vlogging camera. <laughs> Even though they probably would have. In retrospect, mm-hmm. if I had been... <sighs> I had such a warped perception of the world. Because looking back on it, if I had said, Mommy, I have this really awesome creative energy... I want to start a YouTube channel. Like, I'm really passionate about it. She would have went out and bought me, like, a state-of-the-art camera and all editing software and been like, let me help you, child. But in my brain at the time, I was like, I have a D in math. They just want me to suffer. And, like, that just wasn't the case. Anyway. You should go tell her that now. <laughs> Mommy, I want a $1,700 vlogging camera. Like, one Jenny from... Oh, my God. I mean, the quality is gorgeous that's not what i am going to buy though yeah there's a camera i want that's 1700 dollars. like that's like a cinema camera i wonder what she uses because it's a youtuber i follow her name's jenny her handle is where i live spelled mm-hmm. w-e-a-r like clothes get it i got it <laughs> I, re- I really like her and i really like her content but um yeah. i was kind of <laughs> this is so dorky so when i decided i was going to make the youtube channel I selected six YouTubers whose content I really like and I think is something I could, like, emulate almost. Not like I'm trying to copy people, but, like, their style is something that I think I could produce. Mm -hmm. And then I made a list of my favorite videos that each of them have made. And then I kind of, like, compiled a long list of, like, general topics (laughs) that I could do it about. So then I started looking at each of them because they all have their like equipment listed. And most of them use like five to eight hundred dollar cameras. Mm-hmm. And then this bitch is like 17 something. And I was like, do you know what type of camera it is? I could find out. <laughs> Hold, please. No worries. Anyway, I've been vlogging on my phone, which is what it is. <laughs> iPhone cameras are very good cameras. Yeah, the, I don't have any gripes with the audio or, dig, or digital. What? The audio or the visual. She uses, hold please, a Sony A7C. Whoa, okay, jeez. And it costs 1798 or three low payments of five ninety nine thirty three. I'm like, oh, that's tempting. No, shh, 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 shh. I that was really upsetting. My my advice, not that you're asking for it, but my advice mm-hmm. regarding like the camera and stuff is focus on making like really good entertaining content first and like the gear comes second almost, I guess. Well, the thing I kind of didn't no, I agree. Yeah. I am going to try to produce like check off some things on that list and then I don't think I'm going to tell anyone until I've dropped 3 videos like at once and then I'm going to announce it. Mm-hmm. I want to like have some stuff up, you know. No, yeah. Um, but where was I going with this? Hold on, sorry. Let me get my train of thought together. <laughs> oh, something I a weird thing I've been running into mm-hmm. is okay. Like I, tr- <laughs> this was the whole thing. I tried to film me cooking my dinner, and I put the pieces together that when people film themselves cooking, I like to see what their hands are doing and hear them talk at once. I don't like voiceovers as much. I like to just like watch the process as like raw and organic as it is happening. I think that's yeah. in general what I like. Absolutely. The kind of content I like to watch the most. And you don't want to watch like a time lapse of someone <laughs> making a stew or something. 
Yeah, unless it's like a, yeah. unless I really want the recipe. But when I'm there yeah, for their personality, I want to hear them talk while they're cooking. Which and is I realized, why, which is that's what like that is why people are successful on YouTube. People come for the person more than the content. Like the person becomes the content. I guess it's an, it's a interesting. Yeah, and I would say that yeah. on that list, the reason I like those six people is because it's a really good mix of their personalities are really fun and engaging and the content they make strikes a chord with me. But I realized while I was trying to film myself chopping up veggies that my kitchen is like a fucking Airbnb hotel kitchen. It is so little that there is nowhere I can put my phone, tripod or no tripod, where I can get a wide enough angle to have my hands and my face in it at once. And I Your was, phone does wide angle, right? It does, but only when I'm recording with my back camera and I need like to be able to see where I am or else I will get out of frame. What if you set it up on a tripod in the corner, like by the door it's, in your kitchen with the wide still, angle, set a timer? I would have my, and then you can I would have the, my back turned. It's it's like no. literally I have tried every every corner, every shelf, every cabinet, like it is such an issue. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about that. That's been the biggest <laughs> hurdle I've run into thus far. Yeah. I mean, so then maybe just cooking isn't like part of the content at the moment, you know? I mean, yeah, that's the conclusion I came to. So you were talking about how in high school you would like watch YouTubers your age and be like, mm, I want to do that. I feel like I kind of want to talk more about this with Lindsay, actually. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll have her on again. What? Um she becomes our only guest. <laughs> Literally, when we stopped recording last time, I was like, can we just keep her on? Yeah, deadass. Um, I was thinking about how I wouldn't want me in high school on YouTube forever. Like, I would. No part of me wants that at all. Like, it's all like, this is kind of depressing, but like. I, like, look at, like, photos and stuff of me in high school or videos and stuff, and it's almost painful for me because I'm just like, oh, my God, I wish I could, I wish I could just, like, go back in time and, like, talk to my younger self and be like, it's going to be okay, baby girl. Like, (laughs) because, fuck, like, and I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize it as I was going through it, how much I was, like, going through it. Kind of same. I get that sentiment. I'm, but also I had some sure. shit ass fucking opinions in high school, and I said some dumb, dumb things that I do not want on the internet. Same. So I'm happy it's not. <laughs> same. I, I think I've always had a smart, <laughs> a smart brain to some capacity that I don't think I would have put anything like problematic on the internet. I think I always would have erred on the side of caution and I wouldn't have gone on and been like, here's a hot take. Even though I was full of those, I think I would have kept it to, I love this new eyeshadow from Mac. Like, I think I would have kept it to that. And I, I kind of almost wish that's, I had that. I was so, I couldn't listen to the sound of my own voice. I like, there was a lot of self-loathing. Like this podcast just like shoved me into like, all right, you gotta be comfortable. Sending voice memos did it for me. Yeah. Well, I don't listen back to mine, so. I do. It's really bad. It's really narcissistic. So I'm like, that was funny the way I said that. Let me re-listen. 
if my voice memos, memos, my voice memos, if my voice memos my were voice as fu- memos. <laughs> if my voice memos were as funny as yours, love, I, I would, I would definitely give it a listen back. So, what would you say, that? Nick, if we were in a taxi heading to a live show, and a weird, sexist taxi driver said, "So, which one to use the funnier one?" Would you? Would we both just go, "It's Claret" together in unison? You'd be like, "It's her," and I'd be like, "It's me." I no think hesitation. we would both know that the funniest thing to do would to both say me at the same time. And then we would talk about it at the live show. And then we would get into a fake fist fight. Fake? Which one's the funny one? Oh, my God. I'd be like, we're funny in our own little ways. In reality, in my head, I'm just like, Claire's the funny one. And I'm like, I know. Claire's like, Imagine stop. Imagine said that. True. I'm like, Nick, stop. He knows it's true. He's just really insecure about it. <laughs> we talk about it with our therapist. <laughs> so how was your day? Good. I haven't done anything, so nothing to report. Um, I woke up. I made a breakfast burrito with tofu, mushrooms, and sweet potato hash browns and cheese. Not, it was really good. Uh, so yesterday, mm-hmm. I like have something wrong with my, I think it's my sciatic nerve. I don't know. We're just going to wait until it goes away because I don't like going to the doctor. It's a nerve that's like in your lower back and it runs through your butt and down your leg. I have to be gushing blood before I will go to a doctor. (laughs) I hate. It is just, it's such, it's just such a pain in the ass. I'm like, ugh, the burden. I'm like, my time off is my me time. I won't (laughs) be going to any doctor. No, no, no. As if going to the doctor isn't (laughs) actively taking care of yourself. Fuck no. I'm like, I'm a vegan. I don't have to deal with that. Oh, my God. Okay, so my day started out just a a piece of garbage. And I've kind of turned it around because it's just such a stupid situation that I'm just trying to laugh at it. Okay. I got a parking ticket and I watched it happen through the window of work. And it was just like... Don't you park at work? No. You can't park in the parking lot? No. Oh, fuck that. I agree. Fuck so, that Some backstory. Yeah. There's a large empire in Eugene, Oregon that owns a lot of property around where the Goodwill bins are. Are we talking about and, diamond parking? No, I'm talking about... Yes. So they own our building now, and they own a bunch of surrounding parking lots... And because COVID stuff and just because, I don't know, they haven't been checking the parking lot behind our building. So we can all, like, watch our cars through the window and, like, kind of make sure everything's safe. As opposed to, you can either pay, like, $35 a month for a parking pass, which I'm like, no. Or you can park on, like, the, like, residential parking that's, like, four to six blocks away And just leave your car and walk, which is fine in the summer, but I don't like walking to my car in the dark at night. No. So we've all been parking in this lot, and then we all got ticketed today, and I was the first. And I was, like, livid. I was ready to- I'm livid for you. I'll get Burn this empire to the ground. I was, like, like, truly something inside of me had snapped. Yeah. And then I was kind of looking at myself, and I was like- You're being psychotic. Like, it's a parking ticket. Which got me to this, like, I have this philosophy that it's important to feel your feelings. But specifically anger 
if there's nothing you can do to fix the situation in that moment, there is no need to actually be angry about it. It's unhealthy. I think Mm -hmm. acknowledge the fact that you're upset and then laugh about it or move on because like holding on to that anger isn't going to do you any good. Yeah. That's my philosophy. So it quickly turned into me just like laughing hysterically and like having a lot of energy. So I was like kind of having a psychotic break. It was a whole thing. I love the energy. Yeah. I mean, I would say in regards to anger, it's important to, I don't know, anger is something I struggle with because I rarely get angry. Um, I think everyone expresses anger differently and that's an issue. Yeah, of course. It's almost like love languages, like people's anger languages. (laughs) I'm being so. I'm being Let's talk so about our serious. Hate languages. <laughs> Mine's arson. <laughs> no, I. I think it is important to understand how you yourself feel. "Quote unquote" negative emotions. Emotions aren't positive or negative. They are simply. They things. are neutral. Um. But in regards to anger, I that's something I have a lot of trouble with. And without getting too much into it, it's because of just. The household I was raised in, um, anger makes me very uncomfortable. We'll just say that. And the boys' farm you were raised on, <laughs> Thurston Boys' farm. <laughs> I would look over the pasture at Thurston Girls' Academy in Canada, and I would see Nick in the field riding upon his pinto pony. And I would say Nicholas G. Curl of NicholasGCurlPhoto.com at gmail.com.edu, and he would never notice me. Uh, this podcast is a ploy to get closer to him. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. But so anger is just something that makes me very uncomfortable in others and in myself. When someone's angry at me, I will start crying and it's not good. Like, I hate when people are angry at me. I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, Should we do some conversion therapy right now and I'll get really mad at you? Please. And <laughs> start sobbing. I hate feeling angry and to uh, to a detrimental level i would say i think that i need to work on <laughs> that it's okay to feel angry when it's justified to feel angry and it's not good to just push it away because eventually it's just going to build and build and that's really bad but i mean okay in regards to the parking ticket fuck companies that don't give their employees free parking this isn't at your specific place of employment. No, I know. As I've said, when I worked at Payless, I had to pay, what, $65 a month to park That's in the parking lot? Disgusting. And I I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It's so mega fucked up. You're already not paying me enough. And then you're, That's, and yeah. you're, and so, okay, so I'm, I made, I made about $16.50 an hour at that job. Okay. So. About. Because it, it ranged, um, it varied. It did. Mm-hmm. So it went from fifteen eighty five was like my base pay, but if I was working like ten p.m. on a Saturday, I'd be getting like nineteen eighty oh. an hour. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that was nice. But I was making fun of you because I thought you made sixteen fifty an hour, and you were like, "I made." I'm trying to be humble ba- about it, yeah. I thought you were trying to be <laughs> I was like, like not to flex on everyone else, but I made sixteen fifty an hour. No, I. Which is a lot of money to to a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. but I. Which is sad for everyone involved. It, That's fucked up. That sixteen fifty an hour is a lot to anyone's standard. 
That's not a lot of money. It really isn't. When people talk about raising the minimum wage and how it's going to, like, jack up prices or whatever in fucking, like, Denmark or something. I think it's Denmark. McDonald's employees make $22 an hour. Their hamburgers are, like, 50 cents more expensive than the McDonald's employees here making $7.25 an hour. And they have health care, so. Get the fuck out of here. And they have health care. Anyways, when I was working there, I was making, like, $16.50 an hour, so... About four hours of work goes to me paying to park at my work. I'm working to work. That's okay. I wrote this down on my little sticky note. I just wrote, we hate poor people. And that was one of my things I was saying when I was on my rampage today. (laughs) We, the podcast. (laughs) We, me, and Nick. Yeah. I'm like, I hate myself and I hate poor people. And I agree. (laughs) Um, I'm just like, okay, so what? Now I'm like working so that I can pay off a ticket so that I can come to work to pay off a ticket. Like that's such a disgusting cycle. And believe me, I've gotten parking tickets my whole life from lots of like stupid parking choices that I've made. Okay. One time, this is actually really funny. When I was in high school, my boyfriend was in college. We, which is, we don't need to go into that. It's a whole nother thing. (laughs) He also didn't have his license. Gross. Also, just something I'd like to throw him under the bus for. Yeah. He's not even one that I want to punch upside the head, but. Get your license. You're an adult. Being able yeah. to drive a car is a part of being an adult. So his 16-year-old girlfriend was driving him around the college campus. And I park. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like a parking spot. I think I need to pay. And this dumb motherfucker is like, no, this is free. And I was like, okay, cool. So if I get a ticket, you're paying it. And he was like, yeah, for sure. I'm going to drown this guy. I get a ticket. And then I was like, great. So naturally, I cut the ticket up, forgot about it. And I was like, I pretend like I don't see it. As you do. We break up. A year later, my dad gets it because it was in my dad's name, the car. I think it was in my mom's name. That's not important. They get a letter that's like a ticket from like March of the previous year. And they were both like, well, how did this? I like walked in on them being like. Well, March of last year, like, did you not see it? Did you? Why did you not pay it? Like, what? And I was like, hello. And they were like, did you get a ticket? And I was like, whatever are you talking about? It must have blown off in the breeze. <laughs> and they bought it. I was like, I didn't see a ticket. And they were like, okay. And then paid it and said, don't park in places where it costs money to pay. And I said, okay, it costs money to pay. It costs money to park. But I truly looked at that ticket. Got home and was just like, Mm-mm, this isn't happening. Threw it in the trash. Like, that was going to fix it. I thought with my big 16-year-old brain that throwing away a parking ticket would just fix it. Yeah. Um. There's currently on my table a letter from a collection agency because I didn't pay the $26 for my doctor's appointment um, in September, that which we discussed in episode eight. <laughs> oh, my God. It comes full circle. You got... <laughs> The thing is, it's not a, it's not accruing interest. They're not asking for more money. They still just want their twenty six dollars. And I'm Collections like, this is kind of fun. I'm like, I'll get down. I'm like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But also, okay, one time I went to a dermatologist in Orange County, and I got there. They ran it through my insurance, and they're like, okay, so this is what you owe, and it was like thirty to forty dollars or whatever for the dermatology appointment. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So I paid it. Five weeks later, I get a letter in the mail asking for like 60 something dollars for the appointment and i'm like no 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 you already charged my insurance 
you already charged me. I'm not paying this. And they kept sending letters for like a year to that apart to that apartment. And they're like, we're going to have to go to collections. If you don't pay this, we're, we're going to have to do it. Then the letter stopped. Collections never came after me and it disappeared. And that was it? Yeah, because it was bullshit. They're li- they were they were literally just trying to rip me off. Girl, okay, one time. <laughs> which now I'm which okay, everyone like makes smart financial decisions. That happens a lot. Rough if you call though. the doctor's office or what wherever and you're like, "Yeah, can you walk me through this charge because you charged my insurance and I paid this, so why is this new charge here? Like what is this for? Have you tried char- have you told my insurance that you're charging me this?" Um, and like they'll usually be like, "Oh, this was a mistake," because they're fucking. That's so messed up. Yeah. greedy little fuckers. And like, just make my skin clear and be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me I have acne and go. Um, okay. Just this give is, me a I bottle of Cetaphil and tell me to leave. <laughs> I could tell stories about this specific situation all day, and I probably will at some point. Love it, but. The place that we lived before this current place, mm-hmm. I lived there with Ryan and my best friend Connor. Gay the three of us lived together. Gay ex-boyfriend. Yes. Um, the three of us lived in heavenly matrimony there. I thought you were and about to say ecstasy. <laughs> in pure sexual ecstasy. Yeah. It was a two-bedroom apartment. Three people. That's not insane. That's not bathrooms? unheard of. One bathroom. Okay. A small bathroom. So... <laughs> There was a whole bunch of weird, bizarre bullshit when, because Ryan got on the lease later. Yeah. When Connor and I first signed the lease, there was a bunch of like his previous like rental history, the place he'd lived before had like lost all record of him. And they were like, oopsie poopsie. We don't know what to tell you. So Connor had to pay a bigger security deposit than me. Gross. I had a co-signer too because I had shit credit. Yeah. So basically, imagine let's, signing for an apartment without a cosigner. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I'm going to use some like, because the numbers were like weird and specific, but I'm going to use like just flat numbers. I think our rent was a thousand a month okay. together. Connor had to put down an additional month's rent. Mm-hmm. And then together we put down, I think 400 was a security deposit. Mm-hmm. So then Ryan got there, obviously didn't have to put anything down for a security deposit because it was already paid. September comes, Connor's ready to move to Orlando. And, like, we had to do some, like, paperwork because technically Connor was getting off the lease. So if Ryan and I, like, shit on the carpet or, like, broke the cabinets down, Connor wouldn't get charged. We are sitting (laughs) in the office. If you go on one of your weekly benders where you take a baseball bat to all appliances. (laughs) When Ryan and I get in one of our our little tiffs, if you will, where we throw tomatoes at each other and beat each each other with a baseball bat. (laughs) We dress each each other up in Velcro suits and throw each other against our Velcro wall. (laughs) Do you guys not have a Velcro wall? Okay, that's basically the backstory you need for this. Okay. Also, the building manager... Was I? I think I'm gonna give him the the title spot of the strangest person I've ever met. He was probably five feet tall, okay, round as a beach ball, short king, had beach a little king. mustache, and a, mustache he looked king. like a little garden gnome. Garden gnome. His king. office Love always him. smelled like some sort of like microwave dinner, like pasta sauce mm. and like some sort of indistinguishable meat almost, and like a microwave. He also had a bunch of, like, the office was full of paperwork. Like, picture 
the most stressed out like accountant. That's what his <laughs> office looked like. But also there was a whole shelf devoted to weird little like Asian figurines. And to my understanding, this man wasn't Asian, so it just smelled like a fetish. To, <laughs> to me. my understanding, I, no, I know it. It was weirdly fetishy. Yeah. Anyway, also he was probably like late sixties, early seventies. No, mm, I don't know. I can't. Once you're like fifty, I can't tell you how old some old white dude is. Valid. Okay. So we go into the office to try to get Connor his extra month's rent his extra thousand dollar security deposit because he is leaving obviously this man i'm gonna name drop him his name's marty because i think that makes it even funnier that's fucking hilarious picture it it's marty and it's me ryan and connor sitting there and marty is like well if i if i give you the thousand right now oh he had a really bizarre cadence too (laughs) but he's like well, if I if I give you the extra thousand right now, then uh, Ryan and Clary are gonna have to put a thousand dollars down. And we were like, "What?" what? Like Connor put the thousand dollars down because his previous renter lost record of him. That was why that was there. The main security deposit is still there. And so we go back and forth trying to make sense of that. And then this man starts arguing. Well, there were three people living in a two-bedroom apartment. I don't know. It's just more damage could have been done. I just don't know. And and then if I have to charge you for damages, that comes out of the security deposit. And if I need to charge you more than the security deposit's worth, then, well, then you're going to, I'm going to have to charge you. And if you don't pay that, then you're going to go to collections. And then I'm going to show up at your house and fucking kill you. Yeah, we know how it fucking works, Marty. Shut the fuck up. It Give was, me my money. I'm like trying to not laugh. And Ryan and Connor are just like, Ryan's like the meme of the lady like doing the math. And Connor's like, Marty, I understand that. I understand that. Connor's like, so I hear that. I understand it. This man was so concerned that we had like put holes in the wall. Then go look. Then go look in the apartment. Literally. I was like, we can go up to the eighth floor right now if you want to check for damages. Marty. We got charged. Carpet. When all was said and done. Normal fees. He didn't Connor his thousand dollars. We got charged carpet cleaning and we got charged because they replaced the like stove, like the pans on the stove, the little yeah, yeah, yeah. like things under the burner. Yeah. We got charged like $150 that came out of the security deposit. We got essentially a full refund. Yeah. That's normal charges that you expect to lose. Marty thought we had like smeared poop on the walls. Like this man was like, there were three people living there. Just, he was like, you spill a little wine. I don't know. And I'm like, Marty. Marty, my guy, we didn't do anything. We didn't. Was, we didn't take a baseball bat to the cabinets. <laughs> I will never forget him saying, "And if you don't pay it, then we're gonna go to collections." And I was like, "That's how bills work, Marty. I'm an adult. I know. Thank you." Corey's like, as someone who's been sent to collections many times, Marty, I understand. How this I'm like, works. I'm a fan of collections. Yeah. So that actually does remind me of when I. Yes. Okay. Tangent, tangent, tangent. My junior and senior year of college. Oh, this actually ties into our marquee topic a little bit. Um, so second semester of junior year. I have one more thing I want to talk about before marquee topic, if that's OK. We're, we 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 have more. More. Things I have one more thing I want to talk about. Um, Go off, sis. We have more things to talk about before that. Um, so my junior and senior college. um junior year second semester i lived in a house and i lived in the same house my senior year 
So all in all, I was in this house for, I I was on the lease for this house for like almost two years or no, for two years. And so I put down a security deposit of, God, I don't even know how much. How many people live there? Uh, officially four. <laughs> Unofficially? Uh, five, but not consistently. Okay. Yeah, just because we had, um, there was like a dining room, but it was like very closed off from everything. So we just turned it into a bedroom. Sounds like frat shit in college. Yeah, it was, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a college house, whatever. Anyways, so between junior and senior year, I was the only person who stayed in the house um, from my junior year. And then brand new guys came in, came in, brand new guys came in. On their move-in day, did you, like, welcome them in and, like, an apron with, like, cookies? And you're like, welcome home, boys. Was it like that? No, I was such an asshole because I was, like, two years older than all of them. So I was just like, um, hey, guys, here's how it's going to work. So <laughs> you know, Here's the house rules, guys. If you want to, like, hang, here's what you got to know. No. First of all, dishes. Put them in the dishwasher when you're done with them. We don't stand for leaving dirty dishes in the sink, bros. That's yet, so not phyta. And yet... Still an issue. No, so... It always is. What happened was the three guys who left my junior year, who left the house, pretty much the guys coming in paid the guys leaving the security deposit that they had put down. So the security deposit remained with the property managers, and the three guys who were leaving got their full refund back for the security deposit. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's like I can see into the future, and it's not its not promising. So then senior year goes by. I move out, moving up to LA. Oh, I want to guess what you get charged. I want to guess. That's not the... That's not the what, what we got charged isn't the issue. It was, it, was, oh, okay. it was fine. Like, monetarily, it ended up being fine. Um, comes around, and every... All the other guys leave, like, a week or two earlier than me. And so then I'm left to, like clean this fucking house and empty it of all this shit i'll put photos on instagram actually because i have name drop them i have photos they know who they are i have photos of all this shit in our garage like mountains of stuff that is not mine i things i have never seen in my life i'm like whose is this how did it get here this isn't mine and I think in a lot of it was from the guys in my junior year who just pieced out and got their $1,000 back or whatever. God, that's messed up. Also, one of them, but I love this one I love, so I'll let him off the hook. But one of them left a fucking basketball hoop in our driveway. Oh, atrocious. And it was just there. And then I didn't know what to do with it. And so we got charged for that. Classic. For them to remove the basketball hoop. Um, There was a obscenely heavy couch in one of the rooms. I'm talking like someone pulled their back trying to lift it. Like so goddamn heavy. I can't even describe couch that one of the guys my junior year bought and then left and then was just there. Of course. For me to deal with. It was awful. It was obscene. So then actually a bunch of friends... And by a bunch of friends, I mean three, um, 
came you know who you are came to the house on the final day and they like really helped me and they cleaned up and they vacuumed and they wiped everything down and it was like super super helpful and was it super fucking valid it was like super heckin' valid uwu and had this mountain of shit in the garage things i've never seen in my life things that are not my property also the refrigerator the washer the dryer didn't come with the house we're not included in rent so we separately had you guys to, bought them so we separately had to get those things and then everyone left and then i was left to deal with the washer and dryer and fridge what'd you do with them do you still have them i <laughs> and here they are today <laughs> <laughs> Guest for episode 22 featuring Nick's washer and dryer. Um, no. So what happened was I put I put these things up on Facebook Marketplace and then these guys came for one thing. And I think they were like in a gang or something. It was kind of sketchy. Girl, what? <laughs> they came and they were just like. They came for the fridge, I think. And then I was like, if you want any of this, please take it. The mountain of shit. I was like, I was like, anything you see. You is can, yours. I was like, you can have. Like, let me know and I will set a price. So they ended up taking the washer and the dryer and the fridge and like a bunch of shit. And I was like, oh, thank God for these gang members. And <laughs> it was like the guy kept being like, I'm an honest man. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> no. I was oh, like, that's weird. Yeah, like, what's happening? And you should have joined. Just, like what gang are you guys in? Ooh. I'm like I'm weaving my fraternity. I'm gonna miss them. So still have a mountain of absolute shit. The the carpets all need vacuuming. Um, someone my junior year, once again, who I love dearly. So whatever, got a dog. No, for the final like month or so, and so there were like urine stains on his carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, things that don't come out with a vacuum and <laughs> tinkle don't come out of a carpet with a vacuum. It really don't. So eventually a bunch of my friends came over and a bunch being three and they scrubbed it down the counter. Uh, they vacuumed all the carpets like they cleaned it so well. And I was like, so fucking grateful. And then I bought them all sushi. But Nick's a great person is what you need to gain from the story <laughs> and the mountain of shit. I, oh, I don't even know. I like Googled like trash removers or something. I don't fucking know. I 1-800 trash removers. I, 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 I do not know what I Googled. This guy came and to get all this trash out. Of, and I, I really can't emphasize how much shit it was. I want to see pictures. Uh, like on a scale of one to Old Navy go backs pile, where would you rate it? Because the go backs pile was six feet tall. I feel like I'm unimpressed by any pile of anything after dealing with that. I'm like, oh, you have so much stuff. Have you seen the back, the go backs at Old Navy? Uh, have you seen the back room? Did you see the, the six foot mountain of death? Okay. Well, where where did I leave off? Um, You just sent me pictures of no, no, the but trash like, where did pile. I leave off in my story? That's where you left off. Okay. Oh, that the guy and his henchman came. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I call this number I find on the internet of someone who's willing to remove trash. <laughs> he comes with two employees and assesses how much shit that they need to haul into his semi truck that's backed into my driveway. Jesus Christ. And guess how much he charges me? 800. <laughs> no. 
ten dollars. Six fifty. What the hell? Yeah. So I had to pay six hundred and fifty dollars to get all this shit. Ninety five percent of which isn't mine. Like I went through this stuff and looked to see if anything was mine. And like a the few pictures? things were, but like Are you gonna post the pictures on the Instagram? Because I think they're funny. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Okay, the picture I sent the, I sent a bunch of photos to Claray, and Clary is now gonna describe them. I'll go through them with you. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. All right. Photo number one, the garage. This looks like something you would see on Craigslist that's like estate sale, everything must go today, all is for free, miscellaneous parts and pieces. It's like what is it? Like I can't I it kind of looks like one of those images that I you're gonna say to it's like, like hoarders. No, okay, it's kind of like you know those images that are supposed to like replicate what it's like to have a stroke where you can like make out everything but you can't really like figure out what it is. That's what it looks like. I'm like, well, there's a Lululemon bag, but I it um yeah, that's my description for the first one. Okay. Also like an antique side table. Like, okay, grandma. Then we have a blue apron box. Is that what that is? That's a stroke image. I'm like, what's we have it's a blue like a apron box, box that's falling apart and some other miscellaneous trash just on the side. I've never had a blue apron subscription. Um, another box. A body could be rolled into that box. I Truly. couldn't tell you. That looks like a dead body is in there. I hope you're all looking through our Instagram right now as we're describing it. If you're not, pause this. Open Instagram. Type in brain cell girls. Okay, this next get, one. Get I, this it. next one. I actually don't know what this is. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It's some metal, some bo- another HelloFresh dry freeze bag. Freeze dry. The next one's my favorite. Yes. A couch that is not on the curb. It is in the street. Yeah. It has some sort of shitty like couch cover on it. And I like that it's like taken from the back. It looks like you and the couch got in a fight and like you're parting ways. And it's like, don't talk to me. Yeah, it looks like it has its arms crossed and it's facing away from us. Yeah, it's not happy. Um, then the I, next wait, hold one, on. I want to say something about the couch. I put this couch out here knowing that people were going to come to collect the trash including this couch didn't collect the couch did he no they did okay the amount of neighbors who i'd never met in my year and a half of living there who came up and said um you're not gonna leave that are you i'm like back the fuck off like shut up oh my also couldn't be eugene you know how everyone in eugene just leaves couches on the side of the road thank you baby and in LA, like, I'm, I'm like, so they, they would come up, they're like, uh, you're not leaving that there, are you? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Step away. You're like, look at the trash pile. Oh, so annoying. Okay. Uh, then we have another angle of the trash. I like this because you can see the couch in the distance. It's very like, <laughs> the first one is, it, it just, it tells two stories, you know? Like, you can, you can see the couch still. Like, she's still mad at you. Oh and this is really just a different angle. Yeah. Of the dumpster fire that this is. Yeah. What the fuck? Next, the next one? Next image is of my lovely friends, Chris and Brandon. Angels for cleaning. Thank you, guys. And next then, one was a surprise getting to see the love of my life, Megan Donovan's face. <laughs> Look at her. She's so pretty. Uh, Suji. Uh, and then the sink. That's not my sink. That's not my bathroom. That's disgusting. Disgusting. That's fucking foul. And then me saying, fuck you to this house. Oh, my God. You can see the vault in the back. <laughs> so I pay $650 for these guys to clean trash, which once again, 95% of it isn't mine. Some of it is. Most of it is not. <laughs> uh, 
And so they do a great job. They get everything into this truck, including the couch. They are dripping sweat after lifting that couch into that semi. And we get the security deposit back. Um, Not all of it. We got charged for carpet cleaning, which is understandable. And one other thing. Oh, in the, in the fucking basketball hoop. And the security deposit was like the, uh, the entirety of it that got returned was returned entirely to me. So I got all the money back and then I Venmoed it out to the three guys who were living. And I was like, and I was like, Hey, this is the security deposit we got back divided by four. And I subtracted the cost that I had to pay for the trash to be removed. And then a few of them were like, Oh, what trash? Like I got all of my stuff. What are you talking about? And then I sent them the photos I just sent you. And then they were like, okay. <laughs> They're like, I don't see it. They're like, what trash? I'm like, this fucking trash. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad I had the foresight to take all those photos. Um, Just absurd. But to be fair to them, a lot of the trash and like a lot of that shit was from the previous guys who got all of their money back. That stuff scares me so bad with the like transfer of leases and especially like in college towns. I feel like houses kind of get like passed around to different like groups especially in greek life No, megan told me that there's a there's some sort of house uh, in her sorority chapman doesn't have like houses but you know whatever and one of the houses in her sorority like they just had the security deposit like keep getting passed down and everyone kept getting their full refund even though the tra- the house is getting progressively trashier by the year mm-hmm. and yeah it just sucked getting pinned with all of it because i was like having a panic attack eventually someone is going to get pinned with it yeah they're gonna have to pay to get all your shit out and then i had to drive from la to orange in a u-haul seven times no like back and like back and forth back and forth because i was sleeping here and then i would go down to clean for an entire day come back up do the same thing it was atrocious that's awful yeah it was really bad my god yeah Okay, so, so our next <laughs> agenda, our next thing on the agenda, I wanted to take this time to talk about my shopping addiction. Okay. And I, I'm just going to preface this with, I have a shopping addiction <laughs> and <laughs> addiction isn't funny, but I'm going to make light of this because that's how I cope. Claret, I have a shopping addiction, Nick. Ahaha, Claret, addiction isn't funny, me. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm like. I can, okay, let me start. I understand. The way we view addiction in our society, mm-hmm. in America, at least to my knowledge, <laughs> is unless you are like smoking crack or like causing visible harm to yourself, everyone's like, ha ha ha, it's retail therapy, who cares? You just like to like have some drinks and get wild, ha ha ha. There's, like, there is definitely uh, an intersection between capitalism and addiction. <laughs> no, hold on, I'm going to change the light. There's definitely an intersection of, like, radical self-care and, like, that whole mindset and, like, thing that's encouraged on social media of, like, take a bath and, like, take care of yourself. Like, and for the most part. Do a face mask. For the most part, I fully support it. And I engage in that, too. But it can, it's really, it's way too easy for me to go to Lush and spend $40 that I should not be spending and be like, it's to take care of myself. And it's like, girl, like pay your internet bill. 
Yes. Yeah. So I've always known that I recorded a bunch of myself talking about this for YouTube also. So I'm just going to keep beating this dead horse. Okay. But it's not a dead horse because it's like something I'm just now coming to terms with. So I'm beating a sick horse. Does that sound better? I. <laughs> She's beating a diseased horse. <laughs> I, I'm beating an ill and elderly horse. It's not yet dead, but it's unwell. Our favorite vegan. <laughs> Do you remember when PETA came out with all those things about like, don't say beating a dead horse, say feeding a dead horse. PETA can go Don't fuck say two themselves. birds, one stone. Say two birds, one scone. That's what we're changing the name of the podcast to. Oh two birds, one scone. Fucking PETA. <laughs> anyway. Two birds, one scone. That's us. You're the bird on the scone. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So I saw a tweet the other day that said something about, or maybe it was a TikTok. I don't know. It's where I get all my news. Someone basically Good. said, don't cope the same way you celebrate. And I was like, like, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that struck a chord. Yeah. And then I was just became like hyper aware of the deep, dark pit I get in my stomach every time I swipe my card on some sort of clothing item that I buy. Mm. And then I was like, oh, this is icky. Mm. So then I decided. Talk more about the pit. Tell me more about that. It's that I'm spending money that I shouldn't be, that I should be saving, and I just feel, like, super guilty every time I buy stuff that I feel like I don't deserve or don't need. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's mainly just a guilt thing where you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. What what motivates you to do it in the first place? I like clothes. I think this piece is really cute. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I want it. It's like a greediness almost. It's like a deep animalistic, like, if I don't have this Brandy Melville skirt, I'm going to actually lose my mind. And it's really gross. It's very, very icky. So I decided to cut myself off. I think this, I also want to say before you get into it, I think this is more common than absolutely we think. Because what you're saying right now, I relate to it. I wouldn't say I have any problems, but like, I understand where you're coming from. I have essentially bought... Mostly secondhand, which is good. Yeah. But still, I have essentially bought an entirely new wardrobe since last March. Okay. So <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I spend more than I make. Mm. And then I'm stressed about money. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get high when I buy something and when I want something. And then like immediately it drops off. Yeah. Like it's truly an addiction. So I decided a couple days ago that I was going to cut myself off. I think yesterday was when I officially did it. Mm-hmm. So today was my first my first day clean. <laughs> um I'm not spending money on clothes mm-hmm. for the next month. That's really good. Even if it's a gift card or credit or whatever, I'm not spending any money on clothes. Period. Good. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um I'm really heckin' proud I'm like of a you. I'm little scared. <laughs> I just think like I remember I remember realizing that I used shopping as like a coping mechanism when mm. I was in eighth grade and my grandma used to take me shopping all the time. And I, it was when I was like kind of in love with Connor and he like didn't want to be with me. And I was really sad about it and just feeling like really, I don't know, like unrequited love, sad, yep. bummed out eighth grade feelings. Mm-hmm. And I went to the mall with my grandma and like, I didn't tell anyone what was going on, but I was just like kind of sad about it. And I remember we like bought something somewhere and I remember walking to the mall thinking, oh, I don't feel any better. Like I thought this was going to fix it. So mm-hmm. I've been like pretty self-aware of it my whole life. 
Interesting. Then I kind of realized that I genuinely love my wardrobe. I love my closet. I love my style. I love the pieces I have curated. You have, and I was you have like, a phenomenal wardrobe. Thank you. It's basically the way I've like bought stuff. I have set it up to be a very large capsule wardrobe. <laughs> so like pretty much everything is like mix and matchable, interchangeable. Yep. But that also kind of causes decision fatigue sometimes because I'm like, well, should I go with option A, B, C, D, or E? They're all essentially the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally buy two shirts that look exactly the same, but I'm like, I just really like white crop tops. And it's like, okay, well, you didn't need the second one. You bought the second one because it, like, got you high. Mm. So I pared down my wardrobe to a much smaller capsule, and I am only using pieces from that for the next month. Nice. Are you, how, do, how are you feeling about that? Like right um, now? It's day two. So I feel good. Like looking, looking to the next 30 days or whatever. Are you like, what emotions does that bring up for you? <laughs> I think I'm going to get bored of it after a week and get a little like, Ugh. Okay. Also, I'm scared for really cute stuff to come into work and me to be like ready to die for it. Yeah. But everyone at work like knows I'm doing this. And literally I was talking to one of my managers yesterday and she was like, okay, like, if you're serious about this, I'm going to be like slapping Brandy Melville tiny tops out of your hand. So I think I have a good like support system that's going to hold they me accountable. They know you so well. <laughs> I love a tiny top. I really love a tiny little tank. One time my mom was doing my laundry. I think my washing machine like wasn't working. I don't know why as an adult my mom was doing my laundry. She hasn't done my laundry since I was like 12. Yeah. However... My mom loves doing my laundry anytime I'm home or if she's here. My mom bleached a shirt one time when I was like 11 and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Never again? It was like a total accident. And I was like, I'm taking matters into my own hands, Susan. Thank you. Crazy. But. (laughs) A little bit psycho. A little Uh, bit. But I I texted her and was asked like if my stuff was ready to come get it or whatever. And she was like, I feel like I'm doing your laundry when you were six years old. Everything's so tiny. And you're like, Susan, say it again. That's true. I'm like, Susan, tell me I'm skinty. Anyway, I just like to be as self-aware as possible. I think that's like one of my good (laughs) qualities is I'm like pretty (laughs) self-aware. Yeah. And so like addressing the issue, I already feel better. And like I can make light of it, but it's also like I want to nip it in the bud before it becomes something where I'm like opening hundreds of credit cards so that I can like get that next high and like I just need to to end this before it gets worse. And also yeah. I want to appreciate the stuff that I have because yeah. I did work hard to curate a really nice wardrobe. I really I have so much trouble listening to people who grew or, this podcast. I have trouble believing people who are very financially well off, you know, people making $20,000 a month plus like that sort of wealth and being like, this does, this hasn't made me any happier. I, 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 I know they're telling the truth. I don't think they're lying, but I'm just like, I'm like, how is that true? How is that possible? And it just scares me. (laughs) I think probably because I don't want to sound too high because I'm really not. I think because you just develop new stresses and new sources of sadness. If I had an extra $20,000 a month, 
yeah, I wouldn't be worried about my bills being paid, but I'd probably be sad and stressed about something else that I like don't even know about right now, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think I try to apply that logic or what they're saying to my own life, my own $20,000 a month life, LOMA. Oh, but I think about how like the summer before I went to Scotland, I was like not doing well. Like I was really depressed and I was like, oh, well, I, I'm just going to get to Scotland and like, it'll be better. And it wasn't. And then <laughs> you got gonorrhea. Really hard. Like I had a hard, I had a hard time in Scotland. It wasn't. Yes. It, it wasn't like take me back abroad. Like I do miss Scotland and I really want to go back, but I'm not like, I'm not like, I feel like I'm from abroad. Like take me back. <laughs> you know, any of that, like meme bullshit about kids who study abroad. I was like, this is really hard. And coming back was also really hard because I came back and I realized that, oh, I'm not the center of the universe because everyone's lives kept going and everyone had stories from the previous semester that I wasn't a part of. And I was like, oh, wait, what? And I felt like really left out and it was really bizarre. Um, Okay, similarly, that's kind of how I felt about getting a new job. For the longest time, I was like, once I just get a new job, everything's going to be better. Everything's going to be better. And it is better. Yeah. I will say, I am doing better. But there's new things I'm stressed about. It's not like every day I wake up and I'm just like, woohoo, what a beautiful day to be alive. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of do, but. I mean, it's good to practice that. But also, I mean, (laughs) I guess the most tangible example I can have and I have in my life to like the idea of like money doesn't buy you happiness is I now have a Tesla I love it it's full of ham and socks 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 in the frunk have you not listened to episode 18 baby gas in my frunk a frunk full of gasoline (laughs) um no so like I have this car I love it it's incredible it's made a lot of things in my life like tangibly better and I'm so happy and grateful for it but yeah it, but did it cure your depression <laughs> but like I'm still in therapy I still have serious body image issues I still have depression I still have like what do you know Teslas don't cure depression I still have uh you know some, <laughs> some trauma to work through <laughs> like Teslas don't lower your cholesterol Nick. I still have high cholesterol like you know like all the all this stuff that I think we we do kind of look for these things like in the future where we're like, oh, well, once I get here, like it'll be better. And it's like you really just Uh have to learn how to appreciate where you are at the moment, which is really hard. And I'm really not good at it. It's hard, but fuck, it pays off. I like kind of decided to try to do that a little more in the last year. Be grateful for the present. Yeah, along with my, like, being young and wild thing I wanted to do. (laughs) Yeah. I just do not want to look back when I'm 30 and be like, I didn't enjoy my 20s. Like, I want to enjoy my 20s and I want to enjoy this phase of my life. And same with my 30s. I want to look back in my 40s and be like, wow, I had a really lovely time in my 30s. Yeah. Because I also... Wow, this actually ties into two things. So you were talking about your shopping addiction, etc. Oh, yeah. And we don't need to fully get into this. I'll also put a content warning at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, <laughs> I kind of recently came, I haven't talked about this with anyone besides my therapist, but, um, oh and everyone God, listening to the podcast, therapist? but God, I feel so like warm inside when you tell me something <laughs> that you haven't told anyone else. <laughs> Fuck yes. I, 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 I have talked about it with Sophie. Um, <laughs> okay. not, <laughs> not, ex- right. not extremely, but, um, I just talked to her about it, but I think I have a bit like everything you were saying about shopping is my relationship with food and 
don't know. So I've just been thinking and dealing with that so much about how, like, literally what you said about don't celebrate the same way you cope. I'm just like, Oop, mm-hmm. oopsie. The food oopsie one doopsie. is hard. <laughs> it's okay. The way we grow up around food, girl, we've all made a big oopsie poopsie because, <laughs> I mean, truly, the way that food and like reward and restriction. And, like, bad foods and good foods have been taught to us our whole lives. Yeah. I'm low-key on good parenting TikTok a lot of the time. Mm. I watch a bunch of videos of people, like, talking about parenting and, like, really good, like, smart, not going to traumatize their children Send me parenting. those videos because I want to get on that side. I will, absolutely. Yeah. Send them to Sophia. And there's a lot of stuff about relationships with food. And, like, food stuff, especially with kids, is hard and, like, it ingrains in you forever. <laughs> Hello. You cut out. Can you repeat that just for me so I can hear it? I said food stuff ingrains with you forever when it's young. Absolutely. Like we, I'm literally fully sober right now. And this is going to sound like such a high thought. I want to hear it. How do I explain this? Like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm saying this seriously. And this is the only way I can think to describe it. We aren't like, we aren't new. We aren't new people from who we were at age four. That four-year-old yeah. is still in us, our inner child. Our inner child. <laughs> but Two girls, one inner child. <laughs> two birds, one inner scone. Guys, you have to kill your inner child with a scone. So <laughs> Poison your inner child. <laughs> no, but like that. Kill that fucker if you want to be rid of your eating disorder. <laughs> so like I still have like the four-year-old, the five-year-old, like all past versions of me are kind of still a part of me. And it's just kind of like <laughs> I'm an, I am an onion. And <laughs> not an octagon. And yeah, so I, I, I've just been thinking more about that. And yeah, the way food and my like, so I'm half Portuguese uh, on my mom's side. And what? I said, no, yeah, yeah. I saw the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you said what? So I had to explain it. No, 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 no. I didn't hear it, though. OK. Um. So I'm half Portuguese on my mom's side and. My grandma, my mom's mom, grew up in, like, severe poverty and is the youngest of 12 siblings. So she and her 11 siblings and her single mom, because her dad died when she was, like, three months old or something. Lord Jesus. Grew up in this t- on this tiny island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Good for her. So her relationship with food, like, she's still, her relationship with food is still, like, you know, she's still in the mindset that she was from ages zero to 16 of like, I don't know where when my next meal is going to be like, I don't, you know, and it's like this, this mindset of scarcity. And of course, my relationship with food is nowhere near that level as hers. But it, it, being around like extended family and kind of this culture of like, you have to eat everything that's on your plate or else you're wasting it. And just like mm-hmm. portion sizes, <laughs> like whatever, like a whole bunch of shit. And I, so I've just kind of had to come to terms with that about how I really do. I really have used food to try to make myself feel better. And it doesn't, it mm-hmm. always makes me feel worse. It's um, a temporary fix. Yeah. And it, so whatever. So I've been talking Sometimes about even that. while you're doing it, it's not. So I've been talking about that in therapy and, I went I had a therapy session on uh, this past Friday and she I don't know we we had a really good conversation especially about how now that I've gone 
six day a week <laughs> plant based. Um, I talked about how much better I've felt doing it. Um, like both, and it's it's a really hard thing to explain. It's not like a tangible I thing. I get what you're saying, but it's just like this is the only way I can think to describe it. And it's and it, I don't like how this sounds because it's not what I mean. But I feel lighter, I guess. And what I mean by that is like my head isn't fatigued. Yet. <laughs> I just feel like clearer and more energetic, I guess is the best way to put it. You finally lost all that weight in your head. Yeah. <laughs> we were worried. My big <laughs> head. Giant fat no, forehead. <laughs> Imagine if you had a roll and you're like, just like. That's what I mean. No, I'm talking about like I'm a. Lo- like, about. Do you have a large forehead no, roll that hangs no, into your I, eyes? I think I have a good face. And it's a face for okay. podcasting. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I have one more thing to say about that. So, yeah, and I think, you know, going plant-based isn't the only way to achieve that. So that's not what I'm saying. But, like, it's kind of been what's been working for me. And it's, um, I have noticed, like, a correlation with my mood, which is very nice. Um, But it is nice to have a bit of a neutral relationship with food, I guess, is a a kind of the best way to approach it if you have had an unhealthy relationship with it. Um, in your past is kind of neutralizing it and stop thinking of things as like good foods or bad foods and more like intuitive eating and like listening to your body and being like, Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm full. Like I feel like having this. Cause like sometimes I feel like having a salad. Sometimes I feel like having fucking sourdough toast, you know, like, yeah, that's okay. Both are super heckin' valid. Both are super fucking heckin' valid. Um, I was talking to sorry redone with the I was it my mind pertains what I was done okay I was talking to someone kind of about eating disorder stuff they brought up that they went vegan for a little while and like they were doing it as like a form of restriction and I was like oh that's interesting because as someone who like really struggles okay also quickly something I've noticed for myself is that there is our points when I'm doing so good. I don't think about food. Like every bite I'm taking, thinking about what it's doing to my body. And I want to have a full episode about this. So let's like. I do too. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll wrap this up. No, no, but no. I, I'm, I'm like, so stop talking because I just talked for like 10 minutes. Well, sometimes it's like it's bad for mm-hmm. an extended period of time every day. I think about food from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. And then sometimes I don't think about it at all. And it's almost random. Like, I've not really noticed a correlation between, like, when I'm thinking about it super heavily and when I'm not. growth and progress aren't linear. Absolutely. But <laughs> Which sounds so fucking corny, but it's to, so true that, like... Also, I would like to stress again and again, I have not been diagnosed. I think I have some disordered eating tendencies. Yeah. And I mean, habits. So I'm not a like I people who are like I'm a self-diagnosed XYZ I'm like okay but also like you know yourself better than anyone so like you're allowed to make statements about your yourself you know that's true yeah what were you gonna say um I just because eating disorders are just so like there's such a competitive nature to them that I almost don't want to put a label on it because I feel like once I give myself a, like, you're anorexic, then I have to, like, be the best anorexic I can possibly be, which would, I think, make me want to starve myself more, which is awful. And I'm aware of that. What do you mean But in the meantime, 
I mean, were you on Tumblr? I, I wasn't like, on. I never saw any of that. I was who never can be the skinniest? Side. Who's who's doing it better? Who's eating the least? It's it's all a competition. It's really fucked up. Jesus. And everyone <sighs> knows it. I mean, that's whatever. But I was talking to this person about it, and they were saying that going vegan was bad for them, and it was just like a form of restriction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so interesting because I feel like I've had the opposite effect. I feel like, and then they made the point that it allows me to have that like control element Mm -hmm. like i still am controlling something but i mean for me like i'm vegan for the animals so i still have that like control but it's like for a good cause so like no one's getting hurt no i understand and for me it's does that make sense that totally makes sense like for me i am doing this for my cholesterol and the animals and the planet and my carbon footprint is a lovely side effect but i i'm doing it for my own health so like i guess i I guess i am doing it in a restrictive way in a sense but that's not how i'm i don't think of it like that i'm like i'm doing this for my health i'm doing this to like not have a heart attack at 25 i was also gonna say i don't think veganism is a restrictive diet i think if you it's all about how you use a diet but i think if you're eating plant-based and not eating animal products you can get all of your vitamins and have healthy levels of everything and you're not going to be like deficient in anything if you take it seriously and are doing it smart however if you have disordered eating tendencies it can be really dangerous oh yeah for me it's it did kind of the opposite and i thought like what they said was really important that like that control is really important to me Mm -hmm. and it's allowing me to like control what i'm eating without going crazy because i feel like when the options are you can eat anything in the world i am like okay well i can't eat this because it's white and i can't eat this because it's mushy but i can't eat this on sundays after a shower because it's crunchy like Mm. when you just narrow down kind of like ocd stuff it's almost like i have some compulsive issues huh (laughs) it's almost like i have some of this it's almost like i have some obsessive compulsive tendencies it's almost like you should see Mm. a psychiatrist (laughs) it's almost like eating disorders are obsessive and compulsive Mm. what should i be a psychologist yes and (laughs) nick that's why i've called you here today the tesla actually did cure your depression congratulations stop it Okay, we're at that two-hour mark. Do you want to get to the marquee topic? I would love to talk more and more about this. No, we're at 145. This is why I'm early to everything. No, I was like, why why is she 15 minutes ahead of me? I was so worried. If I I start work at 2 and it's 145, I'm like, gotta go. My shift has now started. I live five minutes away from my job. That's fine. Leaving at 145. It's obsessive and compulsive. Yeah, but like. If your shift starts at 2, like, you should leave at, like, one forty-five. I don't think that's weird. Listen, I'm saying if your mental illness makes you early to work, is it so bad? You heard it here first, folks. You should. You, you should. I should write a book. I'm cutting this. You should get diagnosed with OCD and then ask your employer to make a um, accommodation for you. You're just like, I will be 10 minutes late to every shift. Literally, just I'm working on myself. I'm like, I'll arrive whenever I want. I'm working on myself. I will arrive sporadically and unannounced. I'll be landing through the ceiling. Every day I get dropped in like Lady Gaga, the super bowel. All right. So in honor of this being episode 21 of our little sweet angel baby being 21 weeks old, 
in human years, that's 21 years old. We're 21 A week of this podcast is one year of real life. How many years are we in dog years? Uh, divide by seven. Three. Aw, we're just a little baby dog. <laughs> we're just Shut a little up. pupper. We're just a little pupper Who's, who's heckin' happy and super fucking... I'm a heckin' happy doggo. Who's fucking heckin' happy to see some doggos back in the White House? Thank God they should be in charge. You know what we should vote on? Who has the cuter dog? That's how you should determine who's going to be the leader of our nation. You know what we should vote on? Whether or not the word doggo should be outlawed. So, (laughs) we've decided that in honor of us being three dog years and 21 human years, we feel like it would just be fitting to talk about our 21st birthdays. Hell yeah, because we are both of age. So it's, we are both of legal it age. It's okay for you to fantasize about us. I know I have. You can please fantasize. Please about send us, us your I'm fan begging. art. Please, I can't wait for this to like blow up and people like make like furry fan art of us fucking each other. Oh my god! If you can make furry fan art of me and Nick scissoring, I want to see it. Give me the. We're like this isn't a sex podcast. Give me the and then we're like clitoris. us scissoring is furry. <laughs> this isn't a sex podcast. This is a furry podcast. <laughs> This is a furry sex podcast. Remember when you said, what would your fursona be? And I said, a hippo. And you said, okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you still stand by that? Now that you're a skinny, well-butrin queen? Uh, absolutely. Okay, for yeah. sure. Oh my God, you could be a hippo with like a snatched waist. <laughs> Can you imagine a hippo shaped like an hourglass? The photo a hippo and a waist trainer. You and Joshua Tree, but it's a hippo. <laughs> That's for our origin story episode, which I still want to do. Same. If you want to hear, let's just do that next week. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. If wait, even were you if you say? don't want to hear it, it's coming yeah, next week. Gonna... I was going to say if you want to hear about me and Nick's origin story, ta- time stamped with important dates along the way, and uh, you were trying to engage with the and... audience, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're making the decision. And you're like, they don't get choices. <laughs> You know, I was going to provide anecdotes for every important date for us and how we got here today and how we'll become friends in maybe three to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but never mind. I guess this is what you're getting regardless. Okay. <laughs> What's next? I'm still clinging to the walls of the castle. I've made it through the moat. No, we said At that you're point- you're over the... Didn't you say that you're over the wall and now you're like battling the guards? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot. Last time I checked in, I was, like, clinging to the walls, like, slipping back into the moat. <laughs> you were making backwards progress. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. Sometimes I get in a bad mood, and Nick's like, mm. Clary, progress but isn't like, linear. <laughs> Fuck, before I know it, I'm going to be in the moat again. My non-linear okay. castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Too much. Okay. So us being of consenting age, you turned 21 before me. Do you want to go first? Sure. Because it happened before I turned 21, because you're a year older than me. Yeah, so I turned... And I know that, because I know that you were born in 1996. For some reason, this is really stupid, but the way my synesthesia brain works... Jesus. I can't figure out... Okay, when I picture years... Okay. It, like... Okay, if I picture, like, 1990, 91, 92, like... To today... How you visualize time. Sometimes when I look at it again, it has mirrored, and so it's all, like facing the wrong way and so i like see it going both directions and so sometimes i can't figure out which year is 
a person a year older than me, I'm like, wait, were they born in 98 or 96? I, Does that make sense? No, yeah, I get that. That doesn't happen to me, but I understand what you're saying. I'm like yeah. September 15th, uh, 1990. <laughs> you're like, it's either eight or six. <laughs> One of the two. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I turned 21 in 2017, September 15th, and it was my first and only birthday not in the united states of america (laughs) um so this was surprise next year we're going to guam (laughs) um (laughs) vaccine or not so we (laughs) vaccine or not nick and i are gonna boost our immune systems with vitamin c and then we're gonna go to a private island Guys, we're going to quarantine for like two days beforehand. We're going to get tested at some point. Like, it's going to be fine, okay? We will probably be on crowded beaches making people working for a non-livable wage. For 70 cents a day. drinks <laughs> without masks on. Maybe I'll wear mine around my chin if I'm feeling crazy, but probably not. Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> So I turned 21 uh, when I was studying abroad in Scotland, first semester of my junior year. And as you can imagine, uh, I was, you know, brand new in this little country. Um, One of my friends from high school was actually at the University of Edinburgh. Um, So for my birthday, I went out to a club with her and one of her friends. But first we went to... First, we went to like a little. Is this before or after gonorrhea? When did the gonorrhea happen? Gonorrhea happened end of October. Oh, so it was soon. It was on the horizon. It feels like I feel like I was in Scotland for so long. I feel like you were too. I'm like, like I, I understand. Are you sure it was only one semester and it wasn't like a hundred years? <laughs> this is like Narnia. <laughs> I understand that Nick was in Scotland for a hundred of Narnia years, while the rest of us. Like a minute went by and he came back and was like, so much went on without me. And everyone was like, dude, you've barely been gone. Holy fuck. Um, so I, Jesus Christ, I understand that the gonorrhea was six weeks after this story I'm telling. It feels like it was three months later. Like every day there was so long. <laughs> Did the sun set? Was it backwards days? It was the That's probably really why. short days. Very dark because it's pretty far north. Um, Mm. and whatever. Anyways, so I am just going to start this over. So I go to a house party with my friend just to like some people that she knows. And it's like 20, 25 people or so. And I'm like already drunk and I'm already talking to a fellow American and (laughs) he... (laughs) Are you talking to a fellow American? And I'm literally already telling him about my circumcision. Oh, God. Okay. That's a good mark of how fucked up you are. Ten minutes into meeting this guy, I'm already just like, do you know that 75% of men in the United States are circumcised? And he's like... You're like, so two truths and a lie. I'm drunk as fuck. I got circumcised in 19 and I'm seven feet tall. (laughs) And he's like, okay. And he's like, okay, well, you're not seven feet tall, so... <laughs> and you're like, want to see? Oh, my God. Um, Flash him the photo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. So I am telling, talking to this man about how, 
you know, seventy five percent of men in the United States aren't circumcised. Or are circumcised. Sorry, I messed that up. And 25% aren't. And he's just like, oh, no, I didn't know that. He's like, I knew that, like, most guys were. And I'm like, no, yeah, like, same. So, like, literally, like, I... (laughs) I'm a medical quandary. And I was like, no, so, like, I I was like, I got circumcised at 19. And he was like, oh, shit, how old are you? And I'm like, well, today's my birthday. I'm 21. And he's just like, that's cool. He was a good sport about this. What the fuck? Some rando gay guy is just like, I'm I'm circumcised, but I used to not be. Like (laughs) My foreskin was really tight and long. I was like, I had this thing called phimosis or something, and I just (laughs) retract my foreskin, and I got a blowjob on prom night in 2015, and it was like really painful. You know, and he was a good sport about it. So Good for him. I was very drunk and then me and my friend and one of her friends who whatever just gonna say it did not like this girl at all met, Hell yeah, met, fuck her. met her once before I was like I don't like her she was just one of those people who's like mean and like <sighs> thinks it's cool to just be me like high school to just like be a bitch uh-huh I'm familiar and it's not like it's not like oh she's like saying mean things about other people she's just like was not pleasant to be around and I'm like what is happening the, how I act when men are weird in public. That's valid. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I help you with something? Well, what was... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Was she like that? No, she was just someone who acted like she oh. didn't care about anything. For sure. Whatever. Just... I, I, I have no patience for people like that. And I'd met, oh, yeah. I'd met her, yeah. I met her once before and I didn't like her. And the nail in the coffin was when she was talking about some guy or something. I don't know. She was talking to my friend about some guy. This is within 30 or 40 minutes of meeting me. Um, and she called him a faggot. <gasps> hard. Oh, hard T. <laughs> she didn't say <laughs> fag. She was like, she's like, yeah, he's just kind of a, like a bit of a faggot. And I'm like, one, what if you? it's 20, let me finish. I was like, one, it's 2017. Like, are we still saying this? Like, it's li- it's literally not like 2011 4chan. Like, what are you doing? Two, she knew I was gay. Like, one, because it's not that hard to figure out. Two, we'd like already been talking about like me trying to find guys on Tinder or something. And so she said that, paused, looked at me and was like, not like, you know, not like actually. And I'm just like okay <laughs> yeah then i turn into the mean girl and i'm like okay for sure so don't like what if she song. had pronounced it like baguette she, is that okay well then she wouldn't have been who she was if she had the foresight and the humor and like the gay meme knowledge to say faggette spelled like baguette then i would be, then this this would be a different person true but no this is just a mean girl who called someone a faggot in the first 30 minutes of meeting a gay person and then tried to say like but not like you know like when Jen like did the fan like gestured my way and I'm like what's happening were you just like did you know I was circumcised I was like not only am I a faggot I am a circumcised (laughs) you better make that your Instagram bio right now circumcised faggot um, I don't want to get Lindsay canceled by association. So, <laughs> oh my! We have God. a responsibility now, do we? So, <laughs> okay. So that was like a week or two earlier, and then so this girl was at the party, and then 
the three of us went to this club. I'd wanted to go to this gay club called CC Blooms, um, which I talked about in episode nine that mm-hmm. I eventually went to. I wanted to go to CC Blooms because it's a gay club and I'm gay and it's my birthday. Um, instead, also, but the thing is about turning 21 in a country where the drinking age is 18, it already lost its magic because I'd already been buying alcohol. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, that really did. It's just kind of hilarious, but whatever. Um, so we go to this club and like it's fun, but like I have to be really drunk, honestly, to enjoy myself at a club just because I don't like dancing. I don't want people to see me. I don't want to be looked at. I don't want to see I don't want people to see my cholesterol dancing on this floor, you know? Yes. That's all I gotta say about that. You and I are very different in that way, but yes. You enjoy going to clubs like fully sober. Never actually been to a club because I live in Eugene, Oregon. Girl. And I've never been. I didn't travel when I was 21, 22. And then a pandemic hit. Now that I'm fun. Okay, so now we're definitely definitely going to do that when it's safe to do so in LA. Oh, my God. Absolutely. That's so fucking fun. Holy shit. Anyways. But I would love every second of it. Okay, after the pandemic, I'm going to love going to clubs. I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Like other people, and I'm like we're breathing the I'm same air. I'm gonna be air. finding you pe- people to take home all night. I'm gonna be like, thank you. I'm just gonna be like, hey, anyone want to fuck my friend? <laughs> it's gonna be You're weird. Like, Kim, he's circumcised. <laughs> Guess how old he was? Oh <laughs> They're like, I don't know, six hours, and you're like, 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> what if I memorize? <gasps> how many hours? old were you hold on i'm gonna change my 19. lights to blue please match it okay keep keep your story going no no, no keep talking i'm changing my life <laughs> i was trying to make a baguette joke in there somewhere and i was i was having trouble what if you ordered a baguette somewhere but pronounced it like baguette <laughs> you didn't hear any of that no i didn't i said what if you did like the reverse of the baguette joke and you were like trying to order bread somewhere and you ordered a baguette <laughs> I'm like, can I get a faggot? Like, I mean, a baguette. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but just the thought of going to a bakery and being like, do you guys have any fresh baked baguettes? And they're like, what? And I'm like, a baguette. I'm like, you heard me. You're like, did I fucking stutter? <laughs> Safeway Bakery? Anyway, so we go to the club. <laughs> the person in the Safeway Bakery is gay. So. And I know him. So we go. We go to this club and it's a straight club. So already off to a bad start. And the music played at straight clubs is so vastly different from that of gay clubs. Can't even describe. What plays at straight clubs? What plays at straight clubs? I try to block it out. Um, Like Dua Lipa? Straight clubs is a mix of top 40. I don't. Top 40 like trap remixes with like random white rappers i guess and everyone loses their goddamn mind over the most asinine music i'm gatekeeping so is it like driver's license by olivia rodrigo but with a trap beat it's like was like that uh what's that Marin morris song like why don't you just meet me in the middle it's called the middle Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like stuff like that i guess is that song not by halsey Oh, okay, I really thought it was. No. Um, and at gay clubs, it's like, it's what you imagine. It's... <laughs> Lady Gaga? It's Gaga, it's Beyonce, it's 
like Lindsay Lohan. Like it's like things from like 2005 where we're all like, fuck yeah. It's like uh bulletproof dancing on my own, like a bunch of like, you know, gay dancing anthems. If you ever listen a to a song and you're like, this song's kind of gay, like it's at a gay club. Um, if you ever start craving a baguette while you're listening to it, I would say like Dua Lipa would definitely be playing at a gay club. Um, okay. But whatever, like things like that. And I'm there and I am just not drunk enough. I have my first vodka Red Bull. First time in my life I've ever had one. Um, Do you see the eyes of God? And the thing, the thing is, is that like going to a club, like you should be able to go to a club and just enjoy being there. And there's no like expectation or interest or desire or effort to try to hook up with someone. Mm -hmm. But it was my birthday and I wanted to have sex. This ties into my 21st story. So, yeah. But it's a straight club, so that didn't happen. And we eventually leave because the girl who said faggot a few weeks earlier was like, I'm tired. And then I was drunk. Oh, then I got a text from Kyle that was just like, hey, Nick, happy birthday. I don't know what time it is there, but hope you have a good one. Love you. And I was like, I'm too drunk for this. (laughs) Yeah, I hate that. I hate that shit. Anyway, so then I'm drunk as hell. And I'm like, I want to go to McDonald's. I don't need to justify it. I don't need to explain myself to anyone. It's my 21st birthday. <laughs> and I will do as I fucking please. Period. So I was like, Live oh, let's do that. Sis. The girl. Oh, what should we call her? Cynthia. Cynthia. Okay. Cynthia makes the biggest deal about this she's like i don't want to go she's like oh i don't want to go and i'm and it's like you don't have to come she's like she's like oh i don't want to go and then we go and like there's a line outside because like it it was a saturday night and it's like always popping and there are only two in edinburgh <laughs> and so like there's a line out the door or whatever so we're like waiting yeah. in line and it's kind of fun because like everyone's drunk like whatever and she's bitching the whole time like the whole time about being there and i was like I have a hot take that waiting in lines, <coughs> unless you're in the pouring rain or the freezing winds of the winter. Or the scorching heat of something. Still not that bad. Make the most of it. Also, I don't think traffic is that bad. I think it's enjoyable. <laughs> it's a great example of how you cannot control jack shit. And there is no reason to be angry at the other cars while you're sitting in standstill traffic. Because sometimes you just can't can't control stuff, and you got to sit there and you have to deal with it. And it may be like look in your little Clarissa, car mirror. I and love like, standing in about lines, yourself. and I love waiting in traffic. <laughs> it's just not that bad. I'm not like other girls. These are the things I love. But okay, so I get my food. I eat it. It's lovely. Someone gets kicked out of the McDonald's by the security. Fuck yeah, it's they really do. Fun. That's fun. Cinematic. This girl, Cynthia, is still bitching about this. And I'm like, you could have left at any point. And my friend is kind of on her side. And I'm like, okay. Whose birthday is it? And the next day, or that night maybe, I texted Dan like paragraphs about this. Because I was just like bitching. I was like, I was so pissed off. Because I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a new country. Like, cut me some fucking slack. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm like, I've been here for three weeks. Yeah. It's my birthday. It's my first birthday away from, like, everything I've ever known and loved. <laughs> Literally, yes. Not to make a huge deal out of birthdays because it is simply a day. But, like, 
it was a big deal. It's a 21st birthday. That's kind of like the last big birthday for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And my friend was kind of on her side and I was like, all right, okay, cool. And there are other, there were other issues happening with this friend that I'm not going to get into, but we get into an Uber to go back to my friend's flat where I was staying. And I really wish I could remember what she said or what the conversation was. I'm sorry. I racked my brain. I can't remember, but my friend said something so condescending and so rude to me. (gasps) Like, and you know, I hopefully if you're, if you're a day one listener of this podcast, I hope you know me well enough to know that like this is out of character for me (laughs) and I really avoid conflict like almost to a detrimental. Wait, what did she say? I don't know what she said. (gasps) You have no recollection? As I said, I have no recollection of what she said. I I really wish I remembered what she said Um, and maybe maybe I will and I'll return to this. But um, I'm like, look at your text with Dan. Tell me what she said. I don't think they're there. Because I got a new phone. But um, she said something so condescending and so rude. And as I, been, as I said, if you listen to this podcast, I hope you know that like I'm not a conflict person. As I said earlier in this episode, I don't do well with anger. And this just pissed me off so fucking much. I was so angry. So let's call this friend Barbara. Agnes. Okay. What do you say? Agnes. I said it was fun. Barbara Agnes. My friend says something, whatever. And I, so uh, we can't call her Agnes because that's not her name. Um, (laughs) So Agnes says something very condescending, very rude, super immature. And then I'm like, what do I say? I just go, that's really mature, Agnes. Like I immediately (gasps) become super sober and I just say it exactly like that. And then the next day we had an hour long friendship chat. (laughs) Who brought the friendship chat up? You were her. She did. <gasps> Is that the end of your 21st birthday story? Yep. And then I went to sleep. Okay. That was a bummer. That, that made me sad. Yeah. It was uh, one of the not as fun birthdays. Okay. So I'm going to pick this. I mean, I'm going to pick up. Yeah. I'm pace. glad I went first. Yeah. Same. Um, Leave your questions below. <laughs> I, I'm bummed. So we're going to switch gears. It's May. It's May 24th, 2018, because as we have discussed, I am a year... May 24th. That's not my birthday. My birthday's the 26th. Why did she say that? (laughs) It was a test. This story requires... No, you know what? Let's just start. I'm just going to tell this off the top of the dome. Love it. Okay. I have been waiting to turn 21. I know. Everyone is waiting, and like the last six months. Clary said, so "I was waiting my whole life to turn twenty-one." I'm like, I yeah. waited twenty-one <laughs> years for that moment. Same. The previous year, I stopped. Okay, I drank in high school. Okay. When I was a junior, Naughty I stopped girl. drinking. When I got caught, didn't drink all of senior year or all of my freshman year of college. Okay. So I started drinking again my sophomore year. Discovered how fun it was. And I started hanging out with people who were significantly older than me. I'm talking like 10 and 20 years. Who I, to this day, love and adore. We're not giving names because they were supplying a child with alcohol. (laughs) So a minor, not a child. Child. So I had like. (laughs) 20. (laughs) They were my legal guardians. I had ramped this up to be an event. The Facebook event. No. (laughs) The Facebook event. 
Well, I had a party and everyone, did you guys not do that? Because people made Facebook events for everything. In college, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not a thing I would do anymore. I've just never made it for my birthday. birthday. My birthday is on Memorial Day weekend, usually. I also lived like half a block away from a very well-known University of Oregon campus bar that has since been shut down. Oh. Oh. I mean, if Uh, it's shut down, you can name them, right? It was a joke because everyone knows it's Taylor's. (laughs) Taylor shut down? That was... Yeah, because everyone was being, like, assaulted and drugged. It was... Oh, no. And then a pandemic hit. It's a double My whammy. My old boss That'll do at it. the salad bar almost bought it. And he was like, do you want to be the manager of a bar? And I was like, I want to work literally anywhere other than here, so maybe. I thought, you, I thought he was franchising the, um, the salad bar. That, too. Bar. He's money hungry. Just like... <laughs> like, similar energy. Anyways. <laughs> your manager? Well, they both have that similar, like... Oh, it'll make money. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but there's easier ways to make money. Anyway. Also, it's not everything. It's really not. Money can't buy happiness. Back to my story. My, the actual 26th was on a Saturday, which means I turned 21 at midnight on Friday on Memorial Day weekend. So it was bound to be. And it was, the stars aligned. I was ready. The Facebook event was called. The Clarager. <laughs> I'm really was proud I of that invited one. to this because I'm having vague memories. You might have been. I invited anyone I knew could have potentially been in town. I wanted to have a rager. Love that. I also conveniently forgot that I was in rehearsals, and on Fridays rehearsals went until 11 p.m. So that's absurd. Okay, the, those are those are the background things you need to know. Okay. Also, the stage of is set. 2018 was really was not good for for our friend Clara. Oh. I did end it with Ryan, which is very wonderful, oh. and I'm thankful for that. But I was on a downward spiral. <laughs> um, winter of 2017, mm. I had been hopelessly in love with and chasing down this coworker of mine. His name, let's call him Josh. Cool. Um. No complaints here no, I on know. the name. <laughs> no objections. Like I know a Josh too well, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. okay. So me and Josh became really good friends at work. We were the same age. And he was really fun. And I thought he was super hot when he first started working there. In retrospect, he's not cute. Yeah. We started hanging out constantly and like having sleepovers where like there was a large implication that like we were going to have sex, mm. and then nothing would happen. We would just sleep on his couch together. One time we slept in his bed and cuddled together. No kissing, no nothing. And then I think just I eventually you made told him. Correct. That's so funny. Well, I don't think he was into me, because then I suggested that we be friends with benefits, and he was like, no, I don't want to. Okay. Oh, we were both getting over breakups also. Mm. It's worth noting, but, like, both of us had been in, like, I think he'd been in a relationship for, like, two months, and, like, my thing was, like, a casual fling. Like, we were not getting out of serious relationships. And we were both 20 years old. Like, it wasn't that deep. (laughs) It turned into a – I can talk more about this later because it did turn into, like, a whole thing at work. And, like, it was was really bad. I was chasing him in an embarrassing way. Like, very similar to someone else we know. But (laughs) then things had, like, calmed down – and I had met this new guy. Okay. Um, 
What should I call him? Give me a name. Mark. Mark? Sure. Um, I almost gave him his middle name. I almost called him. <laughs> I almost called him. <laughs> then I was like, that's his middle name. Mark Chapman. Of Mark Chapman. Of Chapman Photography. <laughs> we were having a like secret romance from March until May oh. because he had previously dated my friend. Well, okay, actually, I know a thing <laughs> with him. Story, then he dated my friend. The story's like, it's, woo, woo. it's like a conspiracy okay, okay, okay. theory. <laughs> well, you need to know all these facts before I get into okay. it. We had had a thing the year previously, then he dated my friend, and now we were secretly together. She still doesn't know this even happened, and I know she listens, so I don't. we're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if she listens, actually. I'm just not saying names. Yeah. So we had a secret romance. I was in love with this with this idiot, <laughs> truly, just in love with. Me and anytime I like any it. guy. <laughs> yeah, it was embarrassing. I was a lunatic, and there's I have specific stories about him, too, that are so embarrassing of me, like, literally begging him to love me. Okay. We can talk about that next week. Yes. Okay. Oh, what, am I running out of time I'm at the two-hour no, and a no, half no, no, mark? No, no, no. <laughs> no just because, like, I kind of... Oh, you just want to talk about I kind of want to talk that. more You're about You're not trying to hurry me up. Absolutely. Yeah. I can talk about both and Gross names. But truly. Also, <laughs> and have the same haircut now. Anyway. Men, when they leave me, they really just go off the deep end. It's really bad. <laughs> anyway. So it's my 21st birthday. Yes, that is the story. Me and Mark are having things have been weird okay. since Danny, my roommate's birthday, which was her birthday's April 27th and mine is May 26th. Wow. So it's been about exactly a month. I basically had a huge fucking panic attack on her birthday, mm. cried and called Mark a bunch of times, and he wouldn't pick up and was, like, weird about phone calls. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's, it was so bad. There, there was no excuse for any of what happened. Okay. I was being a drunk idiot, and he was being, like, rude and, like, embarrassed. It was really weird. Love that. The best combinations. Also, <laughs> worth noting, Mark and I had had conversations about if we were in a relationship or not. And like, he had asked me to be in a relationship. I was like, no, let's take things slow right at the beginning. And then a couple weeks later, I was like, I want to be in a relationship. And he was like, yeah, well, I don't. But from that point on, so it was, things were very confusing. Neither of us were sleeping with other people. Were we exclusive though? I literally don't know. Okay. Anyway, to my standards, we were not. Okay. Understood. (laughs) Like, if you're not going to put a title on it or even like say yeah we're i don't know so my 21st birthday rolls around it's the clarager my teeny tiny apartment is packed Mm -hmm. it's 11 p.m i'm rushing home from rehearsal it's it was exactly what i wanted it to be but simultaneously not what you needed no it was exactly i'm I'm just just making shit up (laughs) no the vibes were awesome i was like yes this is the clarager i wanted but we can go to the bars in one hour, so let's pregame like our lives depend on it. Of course. Apparently, at one point, I just poured an entire bottle of tequila into the already made jungle juice. I was on one. It was so fun. God, I, w- I wish I was there. <laughs> it was I want to really be fun. there right now. <laughs> okay, so Mark was younger than me, so he hadn't yet turned 21. 
So he wasn't coming to the bars. So, like, obviously everyone who was 21 was coming and everyone who was younger was staying. It's like one of those birthday parties where, like, some of the kids are there to sleep over and some of them aren't. Except for this time, everyone knew who was sleeping over. We always knew. So Mark is there. I'm just thinking about all the people listening who are like, oh, I've never been to a sleepover birthday party. And I'm like, ooh. (laughs) Also, I should mention that Josh was there as well. But we were, like, cool at this point. Like, he was just my friend who I used to, like, want to fuck. (sighs) We're about to go to the bars. I sneak off, but I say goodbye to Mark first. And, like, things have been weird for the last month since I freaked out on Danny's birthday. And we say a weird little goodbye. And to, I'm, I was drunk. I don't really remember. But we made out in my bathroom. And I was like, let's hang out tomorrow because okay. it's my actual birthday. Yeah. So then we go to the bars. I, I fully, fully black out. Of course. The last thing... That I remember is I am at the bar at Webfoot and I look at Josh and I go, do you want to make out? And he's like, yeah. And then we proceeded to make out the whole rest of the night. Glory. Yeah. You two-time skank whore. (laughs) So then we make it to the third and final bar and I have no recollection of this. It is a bar that is owned by... Trump lovers that has now come to light. Um, y'all know the bar. Maxes. I have no recollection. At some point, apparently, someone got one of my friends and said, is your friend the one in the birthday sash? Because she's vomiting all over the bathroom. <laughs> it was me. Guys, it was Claret. <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> they throw my deceased body into a taxi. We get home. I then, I again, no recollection. Yeah. I barf all over my friend Matt, not the one, not that one, not the Jenny's a different one. Okay. No, this one, I like only ever see him at parties, but I love yeah. him. I adore yeah. him. He Come has, he used to tutor my brother in science and I woke up to a bunch of Snapchats the next day. One from him that said, I've done so much for the Smith family and I love it. I threw up onto his pants. Apparently my arms were just like in the toilet. It was really fun. Okay. Okay, the next thing I remember, I wake up, (laughs) I am, like, lying like a dead person in bed. I'm fully clothed. Like, the clothes I wore out the night before, on my body. And on top of me, on top of the covers, there is a banana and some taco from Taco Bell. Like, in its wrapping, but it is on top of me. (laughs) Like, it was a Katy Perry music video. You mean you didn't wake up to a yoga mat on the floor and like <laughs> some like, oil where diffuser? Where did the Taco Bell come from? Because no one could figure it out. I asked everyone. And they were like, yeah, I don't know how that got there. I don't know if I like sleepwalked to Taco Bell. I feel like you probably anyway, like postmated it or something. Maybe. Did you check your bank account? The next day? It was not me. Oh. Danny and I wake up. We lay in bed together because we are lovers. Yes. And we are both still so drunk that we have to order it. Because this is before we could have Uber in Eugene. We order a taxi to take us to brunch. And Mark never texts me again. (gasps) Do you think he found out about Josh? I don't know. No one there would have told him. No one knew who he was. And you've never talked to him again? There's a second layer to the Mark. The Mark saga is one that goes on and on and on. (laughs) To this day. Um, the next day at rehearsal, I think like, so two days later at rehearsal, I texted him and I was 
really upset. And I was just like, hey, like, you're not going to talk to me? Like, it was my birthday. And we broke up via Snapchat DMs because he, he essentially, I was like, do you not want to do this? And he was like, I hope we can still be friends. And I was like, oh, so it's like over, over. Like, there was no discussion. Men. Men. Oh, I hate. But that was my 21st birthday. I also never talked to Josh again. I literally hate. We can get into this in another episode. I hate dating men simply because they're really bad at it. At first, I felt really guilty about the Josh and Mark situation. And then I didn't. I was like, if you wanted this, if you wanted to be with me, you would have. Yep. And you would have made that clear. <laughs> yeah, that's something that and everyone needs to, like, have a realization about at some point in their life. That, like, if someone wants to be with you, they're not going to play hard to get. They're not going to be hot and cold. They are going to make it very clear that they're into you. And anyone who does play hot, hard to get or hot and cold isn't worth being with. That's not someone you want to be with. With Ryan, I'm very lucky. I never had to wonder, (laughs) what are we doing? Like, in the most (laughs) mature and, like, logical way, he asked me, are we doing boyfriend-girlfriend terms? Is that what we're doing? And I was like, hell yeah. It doesn't need... It doesn't need to be a like, I'm damaged. I don't know if I can. And it also doesn't need to be, will you accept this rose? Will you be my girlfriend? Like, let's just have some healthy communication. It, it really helps in the long it's run. It's not that hard. It's it, it's, it's, it's hard. easier no. than this weird, like, tiptoeing around. Like, it. <sighs> it's not. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> to be fair, it is hard. People aren't mature when you're... 19 20 20 i mean even 21 like it's 24 i'm so lucky that i got into a relationship with someone mature when i was 21 mm-hmm. ryan yeah. <laughs> however i have watched us mature significantly since then yeah and sometimes you don't always grow with your counterpart sometimes you grow against them and in a different phase who knows we still could yeah. <laughs> yeah and i mean also this like i feel like every age between 18 and like 24 25 every single age you're you think that you're the most mature you're ever going to be and it's never true it always it always like absolutely jumps by leaps and bounds so i'm looking for i'm looking forward to like being 25 and 26 and being more mature than i am now like thank god i think it's i'm extra happy that we're doing this at the age that we are because i was thinking about it listening to mfm oh the podcast Oh, I thought yes. you were about you and Ryan. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean yeah. that too, sure. Listening to MFM, thinking about how much older both of them being like 20 and 30 years older than us, essentially. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, like, not truly, but for a second I was like, oh, God, like, what are Nick and I doing? Like, we're just babies. We don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, this is special that we have this and we can always, like, we have a log of what we were like and what we thought and are just like raw feelings mm-hmm. and like reactions to things and like perceptions of ourselves. And I think that's really special. And I think that's something. Yeah. It's definitely a good time to be doing so it because like, listen back. I think we're mature enough to like not say anything like incriminating <laughs> or like, you know, like any dumb shit that like I would have said in high school, like I said earlier, not for free, but like there's still like, you know, room to grow. But Absolutely. also Karen and, and Georgia are 10 years that's... apart, you know, like, 
I think that I, I think about that all the time. It's so interesting. I feel like obviously one has more life experience than the other. I feel like once you get into your 30s and 40s, the age gap is different. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like someone who's 50 and someone who's 60, like, yes, they are 10 years apart, but they're also like, you're just doing less huge emotional development in your 50s. Di- I mean, you're still The I mean, difference you're between a 50 year old and a 40 year old is very different than the difference between a 24 year old and a 14 year old and a 34 year old. This year, it'll be a decade since I first went into high school. Yeah. I mean, you two. We're the same grade. I'm sorry. I need to process that one for a second. Almost 10 years since my parents told us they were getting a divorce. Oh, my God. Do you remember the date? Oh, my God. Can we have like a little potluck or something? Can we have like a divorce themed episode? (laughs) Clarice, like, so I've never had to like deal with this. So my parents have a really healthy marriage. I've never seen them fight or be upset about anything. They just said, like, the trick is to have sex twice a day. And when your partner upsets you, you just slap them across the face. Oh, my God. That's the secret to a healthy marriage. My parents beat the shit out of each other. Uh, things I won't be talking about on the podcast. Anything to do with my family. <laughs> That's for the audience, not for you. I know you already know that. Um I'm like, my mom got a lobotomy when I was born, and that's, like, what kept their marriage alive. And I plan to do one as soon as I birth a child. Clarice, like, pretty much the secret to my parents' marriage is that um, my mom knew her place as a woman. (laughs) And my parents uphold gender and gender standards and responsibilities to the highest extent. And that's their secret. Um, and that's the secret to a healthy marriage. Not only a healthy marriage, but a healthy podcast. Clary knows her place. Yes. And I know mine as the man to take care of the caged beast that is Clary. <laughs> Girl. So thank you, you all. You're Vanguard. I'm Prefect. Truly. This was a fun one. Thank you all so much for I listening. I hope if you tuned into the Lindsay episode, you're coming back for more. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hit subscribe. We release episodes every Friday. Sometimes we release That's a student mail episode. Um, if you have an insane 21st birthday story, uh, please write that into us. You can either DM it to us on Instagram or our website, braincellgirls.com slash contact. Please make sure your stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Don't, don't yes. DM us like, oh, well, there was that time I fucked that guy. Who... Also, read your story over again and just be like, was there a point? <laughs> if there's not a point, I don't want to hear read it. it out, I'm gonna read it out my loud pants. to yourself. Or your mom. Okay, let's end yeah, this. I also have to pee. Um, so- um, it's very important. It's highly important that you keep the faith, keep strong, <laughs> love God. Love Jehovah. And respect your roles as a wife and a mother. A wife, a mother, a Republican mother, a proud whore, a wife. A mermaid. Um, and a mother. And as a woman. And with that. And please rate us five stars. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends about it. Please share it on social please. media. Like it really helps us out. If you want to help us out even more, go to patreon.com slash brain cell girls. You for as low as $2 a month can really help this podcast grow. And we would love you indefinitely for it. So that's all yes, we have for today. Um, and I think we're just going to sign off with a little, uh, a little good night. Kisses. Kisses. On the mouth. On the mouth. <laughs> Uh, Bye. Oh, I'm still recording. 
All right, you guys know the drill. Me and Claret produce this thing. I do the sound mixing and editing, and music is from Anabolic Beats. Thank you to our immortal patrons, Ryan, Ab Curtis, Laura Zimmerman, Shit. and Megan Donovan. Feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BrainCellGirls. You can also visit our website at www.braincellgirls.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Curl, and you can follow Claray on Instagram at the Grease Trap Queen, or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. Links are in the description. We also recently launched our Patreon, so if you want to support us and get some bonus content and ad-free episodes, feel free to click the link in the show notes and become a patron. <laughs>